All right. Welcome, welcome to a special edition of Two Minutes with D. I have someone very special for you guys to meet. I have Mr. Denton Carter. He's a, a veteran, a retired veteran at that, an author, a singer, a speaker, a father. I have the privilege of calling him brother. Um, Denton, tell him a little about yourself. Can you hear me? Just want to make sure y'all can hear me. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Well, uh, it ain't much to, to, more to say. Um, you said mostly everything that I've done. Um, I've actually been probably a minister in the gospel for about 13 years or something that I could add. And um, a loving husband, that's about it. I mean, everything else you pretty much said. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. So we got we got something real special for you guys today. Um, we can I have these all these long in-depth conversations about so many different topics, but um, one of the topics we talk about is identity. And Mr. Carter wrote him a book, y'all. He's gonna tell us a little bit of something about it, and then we're gonna we're gonna delve into it a little bit. Go ahead, give us a little overlay, sir. Well, actually, uh, with this book called Identity Crisis, uh, it's called Living for Jesus Christ in a Postmodern World. The concept of the book came from the fact of me actually pretty much having an identity crisis within myself and having a self-discovery. Um, being a retired military person and being wrapped up in that lifestyle or even going from my normal church of how I was used to doing things trying to identify who I was in the world who tells you to identify yourself through your emotions, it drew me to actually do more research in a biblical content of who God truly wants us to be and how we were supposed to carry ourselves. So that was the inspiration for the book. Amen. Amen. How many times have y'all gone through that where y'all are trying to decide on, you know, who am I? Um, in this in this crazy world, everything is going on, and I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. Uh, for me, um, one of the things that I say is that you have to know um, from whom you came. If you don't know who, you, where you came from, where your source is, you, you're gonna definitely misuse his tool because that's what we end up being is tools for him to be used in in this um, in this world. What you think, DJ? Uh, I totally agree. I think that. A lot of people don't know who they are. And speaking from just a Christian perspective, we don't know who we are because we don't know who our father is and who he intends for us to be. Oh, my. From a worldly oh perspective, I would say that a lot of us don't know who we are because there's nothing that's that's a objective truth to what we're supposed to be. Nowadays, everything is subjective. So whatever you decide or what you feel is what you could be at that time, which can cause a lot of confusion. Yeah, and a lot of people decide on what they are because of what's happening around them. And what, you know, what happens around us changes from day to day, day yes. to day. And so when you aren't in tune with um, whom God has called you to be, or even not in tune with, with God, then you are have a tendency to, one day, is I want to be, um, you'll see them on Facebook, one day they're, um, you know, they're an artist, and I'm going to just, I'm be, I'm a rapper. Oh, for a long time, did you, I was like, so many black men, or even 
uh, men of color just wanted to be a, a rapper or I'm going to be a basketball. I'm going to be just like Mike um, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's well and fine if that's your skill, if that's your talent. But when it's not and you're 35 and your first record hadn't dropped and you're too old to play in the NBA, now what? Uh, that's so true I think so many times that we even get wrapped up in our talents so much and so dependent on our talents to push us through that when we lose that then we don't know what the next step is so what you're saying is absolutely true like if you you, and then that second thing about it when you say it is a lot of times people will get into things and don't push themselves hard enough to even see if that's truly what right. was supposed to be for I them. Like, I like Tim Tebow. And that and his first name, Tim? Tebow was like, yo, I'm going to try football. I'm yep. going to try baseball. But on every on every level that he played, he was consistently a what? A Christian. He was consistently saying, well, I believe right. God and I'm, I'm doing X, Y, Z. This is my gift to the world, you know, to be able to play these sports. But on the on the more of a spiritual realm, he was able to present um, a a Christ-like. Person who's in that field, a lot of, a lot of times it's something um, negative that was going on, right? And so I I like him. He says I stand for something, and so I think I think he's not necessarily. He may be hey, for me. He's one exactly. person. But on the other hand, it's like so many other men and women who do the same thing on the day-to-day but don't get the same recognition as he did. And I I love the fact that he remains so consistent. Right. I I like to say things that, like it coincides with he wasn't wrapped up in his abilities. He was wrapped up in who he was and who he was tied to. So when you think about it in that sort of manner, a lot of times, let's even let's let's use men for example, since I'm a man, and this is with some of the identity that I was a crisis that I was going through. I come from a field in the military where we were told all our all the time that we were the most elite, we were the best soldiers, we were this, that, and the other, and all the other things that came with right. it. That when you're out of it, you're like, well, who am I now? So. Men's a lot of times yeah. will wrap themselves up in their as their greatness is their jobs. That when they lose that job or they're not in something that's fulfilling to them as a, a certain career, then they feel like they have no no worth. And that's what most people are searching for in the first place. Identity gives you your your worth. So what are you worth right now? Because that's what drives people to do the things that they do. If they find no worth in what they do, they find no satisfaction. But when your satisfaction lies deep in temporal things, instead of something permanent, you're always going to be off balance and you're always going to find yourself in a predicament where you're trying to figure out still who you are. um, What's his name? Miles Monroe. He made a statement when... um, when a per- um, everything has a purpose, but not everyone knows their purpose. And when knowledge is, when their purpose is not known, then abuse is inevitable. So you're sitting, you know, so 
so if we go what you said yes. is that if they don't know what yeah. their purpose is and they say for instance you know i like and he was also um miles Monroe also talked about you know the purpose of a car you know how many people misuse a car how many people misuse the cell phone misuse the light but it's, it's, it's intentional or it's intent original intent which is what purpose means the original intent of a thing was to, like a car, was to be able to get a person from A to B in a more efficient manner. A light bulb was for what? To illuminate things so that we're not operating in the darkness, um, you know, and so forth and so on. But for people, um, we, I think we get a little, get a little twisted a little bit. Maybe that's just me, um, because I can honestly say there's been times where I've just been like, yo, I just, I, I, I got to switch this up a little bit. I just, you know, you'll see on my on my pages, like I went from a real estate agent, from a case manager. Um, I've been all different kinds of jobs, and I'm like, but at the same time, I was like, I, what was at the center of me is that I always like prov- providing service. You know, service is in my, in my heart, and when I'm not providing service, which is, uh, you know, of, of God. God is like, you know, it's a, a good thing to serve, you know, to lay down your life for another. You know, what greater reward can you have to be able to serve, you know, and not just to be be the person getting served. And so I think that's the, the difference. Um, and, you know, when people look on the outside and sometimes we're saying, hey, um, I'm not, you know, I, I may not know my purpose. And I, I think um, God allows us to go through certain things in our lives, allows, I mean, because cause we can do what we want. We got free will, right, sir? And, but at the same time, he's allowing us to go through that um, right. to develop us to be able to, to see what he's called us into. Um, and then and some of us, <laughs> we get so caught up in looking at other people and seeing what they've done that we don't value our purpose. And our identity is not just wrapped up in what we can do, but how much we can look like um, our quote-unquote role model or quote-unquote spiritual father or quote-unquote this person or that person instead of saying hold on god created me an original am i going to die a copy of somebody else or am i going to be the original person that he's called me to so with that being said they some of the biggest problems is people finding their purpose they make it more difficult than what it needs to be God has enabled us to find purpose through our passions. The problem is most people don't think that their purpose and their passion is great enough. What do I mean by that? Most people think that they cannot work in the kingdom unless they are a preacher or they're singing in the choir or they're doing something that puts their faith in the forefront. Not realizing that everything that everybody has, God uses. Most people are, it's, there's a more of a flesh choice where they were more likely want to be seen than being the backdrop and actually using their gifts that they actually have because they feel like a preacher, a singer's gift and their purpose is greater than theirs. But if you actually think about it, when Jesus chose his disciples, Jesus chose his disciples, and they many of them had different skills. Some of them had the same. You had fishermen, tax collectors, doctors. Think about all the people that followed him. 
every purpose, every person had a purpose. Every person had to serve a certain thing in order for Jesus to help with the ministry that he was going to deliver. So, so if somebody is looking for your, your purpose, nine times out of 10, your purpose is tied into what you're passionate about. I have always been, I'll use me as an example. I've always been a person who's been able to galvanize people, to motivate people, and I've always loved to try to educate people on something. When I stepped over into the realm of God, I didn't have to change anything that I did in the world. I just did what I was good with, but I now what it's called, this is what people get this for. Now it's yes, anointing, which yes, means it's yes. separated in order That's for me good. to do it for God. I mean, how, many, how often do we see that, you know, where um, it's, it's done the opposite way around, um, you know, where they're, they're anointed to preach or anointed to um, sing or, you know, even with people who have uh, who work in the prophetic, um, who have decided, okay, yes, the, you know, the God has given you this gift, but you've decided to use it for your glory instead of his, right? And so the gift is still there, but you're operating it in what kind of manner? What kind of manner are you using it? Uh, I'm just like, I look at it like, hey, come on now. You can do a little better than that. You know, you're going to, for me, it's like, too, I know I, I tend to be a little black and white, unintentionally black and white, but I'm like, how can, it's either you choosing between, are you going to do this for God or are you going to do this for self? And the, the scripture talks about you can't serve two masters, right? So now you're going to, you rather serve yourself than serve God. And in serving yourself, you're only going to be limited because you are a, a resource for him but he is a source for you. And if you are absent from the source, then how can you grow and be more effective? Your per so, so what I'm thinking in the realms of, of identity, a lot of people think they're doing something for the Lord, yeah. but they're actually really truly doing it for themselves. The reason why a lot of people are doing it for themselves mm. is because that has been the trend of the church. <laughs> there is a lack. Okay, preachers are not going to like me on this one. There has been a lack of leaders who are teaching mm. people Biblical literacy. People don't understand why they do what they do and how they do. They understand tradition. They understand right. habits. They understand just busy work, which creates an identity for them to think that they're mm. doing or they are doing church. In order for people to understand what their purpose is, who they are, they must understand the person that they are worshiping. We also, biblical literacy is not to take the place of the relationship that you're supposed to have with God. That's it. Because if you do that, then you just have gnosis, knowledge. But then the, the literacy would help you with your relationship because now 
you would know what what God considers appropriate so so in order for you to have a relationship with him. The laws. Uh, you know, I, 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 was, I was trying to do this um, um, picture, and yeah. I was trying to demonstrate what laws, when, when we say laws or the foundation or the boundaries of a thing, you know, it's kind of like you, we all have been put on like these 20, these COVID-20 pounds, and we try to slip on them same pants that we wore at the beginning of this and trying to put them on now, and what happened? We don't fit. So the pants, those jeans were the boundaries or those stretch pants were the boundaries in which you operated in prior to COVID, and then now you have to operate in a different <laughs> um, boundaries after COVID, right? And I, and I know that sounds really simplistic, but um, God is, I feel like God is like that. We try to overcomplicate him, and he is not that complicated, because he, he's like, his thoughts, yeah, they are way above ours, but he makes things so simple so that we can grasp this thing. He's like, yeah, I called you into uh, a certain realm of things. I called you to do a specific work. And then you have those that have been sitting down in their seat of do nothing. And he's like, do you realize how many people are not being impacted or affected because you decided I want to sit on my hands or I want to sit on my gifts or I want to, oh, I don't feel comfortable with doing X, Y, Z. Now, I, I can, now, once again, I don't mind being um, doing self-disclosure. I was good for that. When I say good for it, good for it. Because I looked at it like, well, who am I? And matter of fact, how do I know if this is real or not? You know, I might just be one of them crazy folks. But no, it's been tested, tried and true. I, I, and I'm like, okay, well, God, if, if this is what you called me into, then I'm going to give you my yes. And, it, and that brings into what? Well, part of our identity where we have to submit. Like you said, our will over to his. Submitting is part of, of gaining some type of identity in Christ, not not an identity in this world, because if we're trying to um, uh, get our identity through everything around us, then we're losing something. So, So the question comes to, because we always, like you said, you know, we always right. want to make this so people can use this in order to help themselves. So I, I want people to think about this. Lately, and you know, we've had conversations off this. I've been doing a lot of references to working out. And I think it's just God's way of kind amen, of like convicting amen. me that I need to get my butt back in shape. But this is the thing. For, for those who are in search for identity, who's in search for relationship, who's in search for things, we have to do more than just talk about it. God has provided all the tools that we need in order for us to get to where he needs us to be. When you think about it as a weight room, and this is how most people do things, the, a gym makes Ooh. most of their profit off of people who do not how, go to the gym. How that works, sir? How that works? So, so check this out. So most people, when they start off the year, they say, I have a New Year's resolution that I want to change. Gyms are packed in January. February, there's still a little packed. By March, gyms normally go back to their normal, normal amount of people they have in there. But you signed a contract 
that you would do this for right, 12 right. months. Let me tie. I'm going to tie all this together. Just stay with me. So often we ask God for us to change and to be in our situations to help us understand it. But we won't open our Bibles. He has all the instructions that you need in order for you to get healthier in your spiritual life in the word of God. But if you only open it up once in a while, you can't get better. If you go to the gym once a month, you ain't going to lose weight. All right. That's one. Number two. While you're trying to get in shape and you have to change your body, your body structure, eat better. When you read the Bible, the Bible will change your mind of how you thinking in order for you to operate in the right way so that you can get in shape. To spiritually get in shape, you have to continuously work the Bible through your system because the yeah. Bible says that it has to be, he will write them on the tablets of your heart. But how can he write them if you don't know what the words are? So now he's writing the right. tablets on your heart. So you got new, that's, that's your nutrition, right? And you say, well, I would go to the gym if I had a partner or a personal trainer. Hey, Jesus, Jesus came down here and showed you exactly how you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. When you fall off, Jesus acts as a person who pick you back up in order for you to get on your way. The problem is, we treat Jesus as a quick fix instead of something that should be a habit. If you go to the gym as a habit, if you eat as a habit, you will never see anything change. So in order for you to see change and for you to be able to identify who you truly are and what you truly are, you have to be disciplined enough to follow the routine that he set before you in order for you to identify what best works for you. And it's going to be different from everybody, just like <laughs> in a gym. Some people like endromorphs, extramorphs, or otherwise your big bony, your little bony, but different work for you. But if you don't have an understanding of what God has in, tight, in, like, in store for you, you cannot operate. You cannot find out who you are. Most people My don't want to find out where you are. Most people quit before they get to the finish line. So now you're living with that what if. What if I would have pushed myself hard enough to get that degree? What if I would have put stayed through that relationship? What if I would have stuck with that church instead of quitting? Be, you know what I'm saying? So there's different things for different people's lives. But we are so quick. We are a generation of sensationalized. Well, it's not even just that. Where what it's about how we feel that we're not disciplined like, we enough don't go out to do cook. what we had to do. Look, we ain't got to. We, if we don't want to cook, we don't have to. We can go to the next door neighbor, not the next door neighbor, but a restaurant. We, If we don't want to go to the restaurant, we can go to the um, grocery store and go pick up a, what, a microwave dinner, pop it in the microwave, and we got dinner in less than, what, 10 minutes? It's instant. It's, 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 oh, I want it now. Oh, I want it. <laughs> so what I see to instant gratification is open up your Bible. Let's look at Judas and all the people, the Jewish people at that mm -hmm. time. Judas 
sold out Jesus because he was trying to force Jesus to fulfill his needs. What was Judas's needs? Judas wanted Jesus to be this mighty conqueror to destroy the Romans. Judas never established a relationship with Jesus in order for him to get saved. Well, he, didn't have an he followed Jesus in order to get the benefits that he wanted. Come on now. Come on. Come on. He never had a relationship at all. If you think, if you think, if you think about it, Judas, Judas at not one point had totally received what Jesus was giving out. That's like a lot of us. We are in the church for the benefits that we can receive for ourselves, but won't make any sacrifices to do what we're supposed right. to do and follow Jesus. The Bible says, if you give up your life for my sake, you will gain life. But if you try to save your life, you will lose it. If you go back, I encourage everybody to go back in the Bible and look when every time Jesus addresses Judas. It was way different than the other disciples. But it also gives us a double a, a double sight in that. Because sometimes we have to I operate in what see, God I, has given like us, God even though we have people that's going so to be against Jesus us. Not having, I'm still saying he didn't have an appropriate relationship with Jesus. He still had purpose. He still had a purpose. He still got, you know, Jesus was like, yo, I know this dude ain't got his, he ain't got his mind. But his purpose to my purpose. And I can't disconnect from him. But th this is this is what we have to look at, though. Like I said, we we always tie it back to identity. If Jesus didn't know who he was, which he already knew who he was, which we can identify, because he knew he who he was when he was tempted by Satan. He knew the word. He knew who he was. He knew what his purpose was. So he was able to act in his purpose. When Judas came against him and tried to force his hand, he still knew who he was. Every time you look at Jesus when he gets into a predicament, because he knew who he was and what his purpose was, he was able to walk away from it. When they tried to crown him king, he ducked away from the crowd. Every attempt they tried to make Jesus something that he was not supposed to be, Jesus had the ability to move away from it. A lot wow. of us don't have that ability. We get we get so caught up in what people tell us that we should be, or we get caught up in the people giving us praise that we don't fully walk and operate in what God has called us to be. And because now we live in a world, the postmodern world, when everything is subjective, it causes more confusion because of the simple fact that you don't really know who you are because the world keeps telling you it's about how you feel. But if it's about how you feel, who you are is going to change mm. every time you have a different emotion. That can't be so, sir. It can't be so. And we sitting here walking around trying to figure out why we're going through a lot of these depressions, these stressors, 
and, and all the things that's going on in our life. The the us being shut down and us being told to stay in our houses and not being able to go to church should have been an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people, I, I, I can agree with that. And they, you know, they keep saying it's unprecedented times. And, and I was like, you know what? Sometimes God will shut you down so you can see you and you can see who you truly are. And I, I think, um, I like in Genesis where I, I was, I was writing this thing about how when, um, Adam and Eve were in the garden and, um, and they had eaten of the fruit. And Adam was uh, um, walking, and, Jesus, you know, God was like, yo, where you at? This is Dominica version. <laughs> and and um, so, and Adam is like, I hid myself because <laughs> I was naked. And But I, my thing is, like, it's, it was so twofold because it was like Adam didn't even realize that he, he was absent away, and absent and away from God. His action caused a division from God. And I think that's where we get really um, kind of messed up with our, our identity, too. It's not even just about how we get into our emotions, but it's also how we get into actions and things and sin um, that causes this rift between us and God. And I thank God for Jesus, listen, who repaired the breach, hallelujah, and so that we can, you know, come, come to the Father and be like, yo, I'm going to jack this up. But I, I, I had said earlier about being submitted, and we got a problem with that. Especially, I think I'm not saying that the United States is terrible, but we have this thing about being independent, and I can do this on my own. And it's been, I mean, generation after generation about how I can do this myself. I'm my own man. Are you? Are you? Because <laughs> I know, I mean, God created us to be social beings, Right? He created us for, for his glory, right? And in order for him to, you know, and he's trying to get his glory out of us and all the gifts and talents and all the things that we're able to do um, so wonderfully. He was like, that's for the body. What you doing? You talking about you want to serve yourself. Hold on now. What you doing? What what happened, What happens is that Satan perverts Ooh. what God Perfected. Say that one more time. So, Satan perverts Amen. what God had already perfected. What do I mean by that? I, in my book, I wrote something, in my book, there's a chapter called Back to the Basics. And you were speaking of Adam and Eve, and that's what it's about. It's about Back to the Basics. The, everybody keeps saying, they're trying to figure out how come Oh, well, Eve ate the fruit first. He tricked it. I said, well, you know what? I said, what happened was that I'm, 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 some preachers ain't going to like this. Some women and some men ain't going to like this. Adam got so wrapped up in Eve that he forgot what he, his responsibilities. His responsibilities, if you go back and read, he, he when God first made Adam and then he remember if you remember correctly he made Adam when Adam first said he was lonely and God said it was not good for man to be alone right. he created animals first right so, so when he created animals he yeah, made Adam him, name the animals gave him a work why is that important to do yes he gave he gave him work to do but what was I that work in a Jewish custom the man was to was to name 
named their sons or names stuff because it meant that they had charge over them, oh, that they wow. had responsibility over them. So number, so think about this. So he was so distracted about what Eve was doing, he never named Eve until after they fell. I'm gonna check that one now. Don't look at the I Bible. missed that one. Wait a minute. It, it, it says of woman. He is she is, I will call her woman because she is of man, right? It was wow. the fall. It didn't come until the fall that he said I will name her Eve. So he never covered her. He never had authority over her. So because he never covered her, he wasn't doing his job. He doesn't do his responsibilities. He had opened the door for Satan to creep in and have an effect on his family. Because Adam lost track of who he was and what his responsibilities were. And that's, that's just, that, that's so basically, like, you know, you know, the tying in, like, we, you can talk about different things about but identity days. and finding yourself and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It can go on for days. So the style that I wrote, the style that I wrote my book was not to give everybody every answer, but to give a couple of touches on things in order for them to, to start to do research on themselves. Cause I touch on small topics in order for them to dig in more. I talk about, I talk about law of attraction and how that crept into the church as far as new age and how it, how it come into the church and how that's changed the identity of the church and how we think that is really church. And it's not, I talk about, um, of course, back to the basics. And then I end the book by talking about Jesus. Truly, what I...